All right, welcome back to another episode of Walk-Ins Welcome. I am your host and my co-host here, Michael Ray. I'm Nick Ward. We're excited to talk to you today about all things urgent care clinics. As always, we're here to help you land more clients, provide better service, and triple your revenue through digital marketing services. Love to have a guest with us today. Michael, what's up, man? Absolutely. We have today Brenda Bates with American Family Urgent Care out of Raleigh Midtown. She is She's kind of the unicorn of the world. She's yes. been a nurse for 27 years. But back in her 40s, she went back and got a degree in business and fo- focused on the healthcare administration side. And now she is the Midtown Mama Bear that we have mentioned in the past. That's right. Here she is live, Brenda Bates. Welcome aboard. Good to see you. Brenda, welcome to the Hi, podcast. Guys. Oh, she's turned off those notifications. Uh, hey, <laughs> well, you're phone, welcome. Sorry. I thought I had everything off but my phone. <laughs> Hey, that's how it goes. Hey, we're glad to have you on the podcast today. I Say hello. For that, everybody. Uh, you don't have to worry about it. Say hello to the walk-ins, uh, Welcome Nation, and tell us one thing that surprised you about the urgent care business. Um, well, I've been doing this a long time, urgent cares too, so not a whole lot surprises me. Yeah. Seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys are a surprise for me when I found you guys online, Walk-ins Welcome. As I told you before we started recording, um, you guys give away a lot of valuable free information on your podcast. I know they can go hire you, which I recommend they do. Um, But even if they can't, just listening to your podcast gives them a lot of valuable tools that they can use in their urgent care. So I've already got a plug in the first 30 seconds. Uh, I'm going to write that up as some kind of a review. Let's get a Google review out of that real quick. So we can do that. Absolutely. Well, Brenda, I know. uh, So for all of our guests that come on, they send us some, some information about things they'd like to discuss. And this is a turn for us, right? This is less about the marketing, but more about the leadership inside your clinic. Uh, Because you had mentioned things in here, like it's, you want to make sure you value the people that are work the people that are working hard for you and things like that, and, and trying to keep them is so difficult but important. But at the end of the day, like we, on this episode, we want to talk about you're in it every single day from a leadership standpoint in front of an urgent care, and so kind of give us the nuggets, give us the things that people should be noticing and should be doing to to make their leadership more effective inside their clinic. Well, the biggest thing for me, um, when Greg interviewed me, he's my owner. You guys have talked about him before Mm -hmm. with the Business First episode. Um, When he interviewed me, one of the top questions he asked me is, what's more important, staff or patients? And my immediate answer was staff. Yeah. Um, Didn't even have to think about it twice. And um, (laughs) he, uh, he, he agrees with me. And he was like, well, why? And I was like, well, I'm old school way of thinking. Um, if you take care of your team, your team will take care of your business. Yep. Um, and, 100%. you know, I've been a nurse for a long time, and most all my experience has been in some sort of office setting, whether it's primary care, internal medicine, urgent care. Um, and I've worked under a lot of different managers. Most of them are always business, so they don't have any clinical knowledge, which is really hard to do if you're running a medical clinic. <laughs> um First of all, being a manager, if you don't have coverage, you've got to step in. And if you don't have that clinical knowledge, then you're just leaving your whole team screwed. Oh, yeah, Um, for sure. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. That's just the way I believe. Maybe some people, a lot of people may disagree with me, but in management, any job, if you're the manager and you don't have staff, who covers? You do. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's hard to 
serve a patient if there's no staff available and then well right like your business doesn't exist without people to a certain degree and so i mean especially in the medical side like there has to be a a nurse and a doctor and so forth and like that has to happen and if they're upset or don't like working for you the patients will feel that very quickly and then your business will suffer shortly after um, and, and in that, you know, also through all those years, I learned things that I did not want to do as a manager. Um, the biggest drive for me to go back to school in my 40s was basically I got to thinking, do I want to be running the floors in my 60s as a nurse? And I was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to stay in healthcare because I love it. So I went back to school and got that degree, and then I got this opportunity. And my goal was always to be a different kind of manager. Hmm. Um, putting the employees first, making sure that they are always know that they are appreciated, that they are needed, um, and that they're protected. Um, the protection part is a big one because customers, not just patients, just in general, especially post-COVID, um, have gotten more demanding, um, more entitled, um, and just they expect more. Um, they expect to get exactly what they want, whether that's the recommendation of the doctor or not. Right. Um, and it just doesn't work that way. And your team needs to know if they're going to do their best, they have to know that you have their back. Yep. Um, and that was one of the things I told Greg in our interview. I said, when it comes to that, I am not of the thinking that as long as they're paying their bills and we're getting their money, they can talk to the team any, t- any way they want. I said, nobody here makes enough money to put up with verbal abuse. Right. Yeah. And customers will come and go, but I don't want a team that comes and goes. I don't want staff rotating through because they're not treated fairly. Um, So my goal is to get good people and to keep them. Um, And the team I have right now, most of them have been here since we opened, August 20th of 21. Um, and they're awesome. They call me my Midtown Mama Bear. First boss's day, they got me a teddy bear with a Midtown Mama Bear t-shirt no, on. you got to hold it up for the yeah, YouTubers. Yeah. For the you YouTube people. The go to YouTube. Come look at this Mama Bear, Midtown yeah, Mama Bear cool. uh, stuffed animal. It there you go. It's in my window, and everybody walks by and sees it. I'm very proud of that. Um, but I've had my staff tell me, like, you know, Brenda, if you don't, if, I'm not leaving unless you leave. You know, I had a nurse practitioner that worked at one of the major hospitals. Um, He was an RN there for a long time, became a nurse practitioner. We hired him brand new and trained him and so forth. And uh, wait, I won't say the hospital, but sorry about that. That's okay. (laughs) Um, They actually asked him how much they would have to give him to come back and be a nurse practitioner with them. And he told them, I am so happy where I'm at. I have no intention of leaving any time. So I, I want to dig into that a little bit. He, there, he's so happy where he's at. He doesn't want to go. So money was not the deciding factor for his happiness. Like we talk right. about that in the past of, you know, you could pay somebody all this money in the world, but if they're miserable, they're going to be miserable and they're going to leave eventually anyway, because no money can fix that. Right. Um, I mean, but as let's a talk nurse, about, yeah, as a nurse, I left jobs taking $5 an hour pay cuts for my own mental health. You know, when you're younger, it's all about the money. As you get older, you learn that not everything is about money. Yes, it's a necessity to live, but it's more about, you know, when you go to work, do you, are you happy? Do you feel fulfilled? 
Are you being respected and taken care of? And that is how I look at it here. You know, my team comes first, and I will have their backs. I've had their backs against Greg in arguments and discussions. <laughs> you know, nothing Cut bad. But yeah, just, yeah, you know, Greg, don't listen to that. Yeah, disregard, <laughs> disregard that. You know well, what I, I found Greg in the beginning, if you're looking for a yes woman, I'm not it. <laughs> you, you know, you you hold up the bear that your team gave you. You talk about staff members that that are like I'm with you. Um, it reminds me that management is a title that's that's given to you. Leadership right. is earned. Yeah. Leadership is earned. Right. Um, and the fact that that your team recognizes that in you, it's not a demand of you. It's something that they see in you. Um, what are you doing that is giving? them the confidence in your leadership what what let, let me ask it this way what does that look like on a daily basis yeah what, what are these things that like if i work for you i say heck yeah mama bear's got my back yeah anything it can be as simple as i my office is right behind the front desk and if i see them talking to someone and working with a patient and the phone's ringing i'll just pick up the phone you know i just answer the phone you know, and I can see the schedule and I know who's back there. And if I see we're getting busy or something's up and I can take care of it real quick, you know, a nurse visit or something, I'll run back and do it. They don't have to ask me, but they know they can. Right. Um, but they don't have to. I just jump in and help. Like one day, we have five bathrooms in this place. One day, all five, we had a sewer clog out in before it got to the road. Yeah, that's brutal. So yeah. when you flush the toilet, it all backed up through our floors. Oh. We had drains in our we have drains in our floor, so once they got the clog fist, guess who had to go in and mop all that and clean it up? Uh, Mama Bear did. Staff I think it's called working. servant leadership or maybe sewer leadership. <laughs> That's right. And I told oh, them that day, I said, "Don't ever say that I will not get down and dirty and yeah. do for you guys." <laughs> Don't ever say I won't clean up your. Sh- <laughs> well, so yeah, really, seriously. I mean, and five Yeah, people uh, are watching what you're. People are watching what you're doing, not listening to what you're saying. Right. I look at it as if you have to come out and tell somebody, look, I'm the boss, and what I say goes, do it this way, then you're not effective. You should never right. have to announce you're the boss. Yeah. You should carry that presence and that, and not really an attitude, but you can be their boss and still be their friend, so to speak. Right. Um, you know, my friend just told me that. She said, you know, yeah, we're friends. We talk. She said, but I also know you're my boss. Right. You know, and I had to throw somebody out one day that was giving her a hard time at the front desk. And she turned around and she's like, Brenda, thank you. She says, it's nice to know that there's a manager that won't allow us to be abused like that. And I said, absolutely not. I said, we'll get right. another patient to replace that one. I said, I don't want to have to replace you. There you go. It reminds me of a story of the guy that is is a boss and a leader and has to wear two hats. One is his his hat, I'm your friend, and the other one is I'm your boss, and he goes, hey, I'm going to put my boss hat on, your performance sucks, and you're fired. Hold on, let me take that off. <laughs> hey, I just heard you got fired. How you doing? <laughs> Switch the hats and be like, hey, what can I do to support you right now? Because that really sucks. You know? But that's that just it. Like, you, you wear like, multiple hats in leadership. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm a very, I actually have some, I had a staff member ask me, she's like, Miss Brenda, you're so nice. She's like, do you ever get mad? And I was like, oh, yeah, honey. <laughs> I said, I just learned over the years to tamp it down and control it. I said, but she's like, well, what do you like when you're mad? I said, well, you know how nice I am? They're like, yeah. And I said, multiply that by 100. 
Because right. it takes me a lot to get there, but once I'm there... <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Oh, me? No, me. Oh, it was like... I know. I, I'm pretty nice. I'm, I'm more blunt than I probably should be, but... Um, no, I'm blunt, okay. too. I prefer yeah. it that way. Anyway, but I like I, 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 I know. Like, like, I'm relatively nice, but then once you get me to a point like I'm over this, I'm over it. <laughs> like let's just keep going, like that type of thing. Of yeah, Michael will come in. And it's like Nick, it's time to break stuff. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm go. ready to fire somebody. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Well, once you're there, okay. you're gone. I'll have some of my staff come in and shut the door and just start venting, and it has nothing to do with work. It could be their personal life. Something happened, and they don't have any buddy to really else talk to about and they'll come in they'll vent and when they're done i look at them and i'm like so do you want advice or did you just want somebody to listen i have to ask my wife and, that every time she has a conversation with me so I feel like, yeah you know <laughs> it's always and just if they ask and they know not to ask me for advice unless they really want the truth <laughs> so i will <laughs> tell you won't I, necessarily I, be what they want to hear that that is incredible that you have the vision to do that because I had a very wise person tell me that unasked for advice is criticism yes. and it'll be received that way. So if you go, Hey, do you want advice? Yes. Okay. You open the door. Here we go. Yep. So I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> right. That's right. So how, how would you just, so we talk about culture a good bit on this podcast. Uh, how would you describe the culture at your office? We're family. And I know a lot of people say that. And, um, and all the offices I've worked in, what I tell people is you're always generally friendly with your office staff, regardless of who it is. You'll hang out at work and you'll chit-chat and laugh. But once you leave, you really don't see those people again until the next time you work with them. My staff actually hang out together on the weekends. Um, you know, I have my PA and one of the gentlemen that works at my front desk. They'll go out and play golf together, you know, maybe go have a drink. Some of my, my front desk and my x-ray tech will go out to have a drink. I mean, we they hang out together after work. It, so it really is a family. Um, and we look at it that way, and that's how we want to keep it. Um, and I'm very protective over my culture. Part of my interview process, um, once they pass the per in-person interview with me, um, it is required that they must do a minimum one-hour shadow interview with my team. I like that. Yeah, describe um, that. But go in more detail about that. They have to come in and literally they go back. They don't actually have to work unless they want to, and some of them do. Um, they go back and literally they'll shadow, um, like if it's an x-ray person, they'll shadow that x-ray person or whatever. Um, and they'll shadow that person while they're rooming, while they're doing testing, everything. And I tell them point blank when I'm doing their interview, I said, this part of the process is just to make sure that you're going to get along with my team. I nice. said, because the team I have has been here now since with me through the beginning. We've, they've been through a lot with me, and they've stuck through it. I said, and I am very protective of them. I said, they have a fantastic work ethic. They're great with the patients. I said, so I'm not going to lose them for anybody. I said, so after this point, the decision is up to my team. There you go. There you go. Um, and, and that's one way you protect it, for huh? sure. Yeah, that'll you know, protect the culture and empower your team. Very honest with them about that. Yeah. And the team knows that, and they'll come tell me afterwards, no, that one ain't going to work, or they'll be like, oh, no, we really like this one, you know. And they know that I, that I tell them that. You know, it's <laughs> not a hidden thing. I tell other clinic owners when they ask me about advice on clinic operations, different things, you know, I tell them that's my process. They're like, huh? 
you know, and my medical director thought it was awesome. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to start recommending this to the rest of my clinics. <laughs> That's and I awesome. said, well, I... if you want to protect the people that yeah. you have and keep them, you've got to. You know, in a leadership role, you also have to dance the line of making difficult decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it that you incorporate that with the culture of family and still maintain a level of excellence when people are not meeting that standard of excellence? How do you lead through that difficulty? Well, I'm, I'm a very nice person, and I believe in second chances, third chances. Um, you know, we had an MA not long ago. She started with us from the beginning. She was younger. And I really just kind of took her under my wing, trying to help build her up. Part of her thing was lack of confidence. Um, you know, and I did that for like a year and a half and didn't see a lot of growth. And I just had to talk to her. I was like, look, you know, I've been trying. I've been working with you personally. I've actually let you slide on some things that probably shouldn't have to the fact that the other team members are a little upset with me about it. Mm, they feel like I let right you there. get away with stuff. Um, I said, but it stops here. And, you know, that person actually tried to kind of hold me over a bear on was trying to tell me they were going to quit. And I was like, no, that's okay. Go ahead and pack your stuff. You're good. <laughs> you know, on, and the biggest the thing on. that they said when they finally decided they were going to leave was that they didn't feel like they fit in anymore. Right. Or at the beginning ever. <laughs> MA did not have the work ethic that the rest of the team had. Well, I know for, for us, one of the things early on as a, as, a, as a young entrepreneur, younger business owner, not young in age, but just new, <laughs> new being, not, being a, a new business owner, right, mm-hmm. was understanding that, you know, there's people that you keep on way too long mm-hmm. that are causing damage to the people that you really count on, right? Exactly. And that's the challenge in leadership is, is knowing, you know, you, you take your time and get the right person in there. But if they raise their hand and say, I'm not the right person, you gots to go. Yeah. And that's the dance, right? That's that leadership line of, do I treat you like family or do I move into this approach where I, I really want a team of people? You're accountable. I love you. I'm going to hold you accountable. And when you're not accountable, you're off the team. Yep. And that's yep. what I told her. I said, I've tried. I said, I've gave you more than enough chances. Every, every one of my staff could testify that I go above and beyond as a as a manager, as well as just a friend and a person. Even on personal levels, I've went above and beyond to help them with things, and they know that. And I think that's part of why they're so dedicated and loyal to me. Um, And not just me, but the clinic, AFC, but you know, I have other owners that have come and asked me, how do you get the kind of loyalty out of people that you have in your staff? Right. And you know, I'm just like, I don't really know what to tell you other than it's how you treat them. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, if you want respect, you have to give it back. Um, You know, and I know some clinic owners, you know, we all have video cameras for safety reasons. But some owners actually have um, microphones in their clinics, you know, listening to stuff. And, you know, if I was a, a staff member and I knew my owners were listening to everything I said, I wouldn't work there. Right. I just wouldn't. Um, Because not that I'd be afraid I'd say something wrong, but we all blow off steam. We tell jokes. We do things that, you know, the owners might not find so pleasing, but it's not bad. It's just blowing off steam. And, you know, when you call them out on that and they're like, well, how did you know? Well, you've been listening to their conversations. Well, you've invaded their personal privacy because what if they were talking about something personal with a coworker? 
Well, another thing, part, another another section of leadership is trust, right? Yeah, and that's what I told them. I said, "You're not going to get loyalty like that." I said, "Because that shows right there you don't trust anybody." Nope. Nope. And not I at said, all. they happen to be um, physician and uh, um, physician. I said, "Well, and I also tell you," and I said, "Please don't get mad." I said, "But as doing this as long as I have, doctors and owners do not make good managers." <laughs> Plain and simple. I, I have no comment. Uh, uh, to, my my comment is that. simply we we work with a lot of medical practices and we like working with the administrators when we can. And it's it's not even so much their fault sometimes. They just look at things differently. They do. And their focus is on the patient and some, and not so much the vendor the relationship. Side of it. Or like right. for Greg, he's more focused on the business side because that's what he knows best. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he'll come in and try to talk to me. And it's like, okay, Brenda, take off your clinical hat, put on your business hat. <laughs> right. I told him, I said, well, I can't because for me, that's that's who I am. So right. after 27 years, I don't say nursing's a job. That's just who I am. That's right. Um, I agree yeah. with that. And I think that's fantastic. Midtown Mama Bear to nurse. I love that's people. right. You know, I don't know a stranger. <laughs> You know, and I teach my team that. I tell them when we have to, and post-COVID customers, patients, whatever you want to call them in any business, have just gotten out of control. Mm. <laughs> restaurants. And I tell we're my We're looking team, at you, restaurants. Has, huh? So we're looking at you, restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tell my team, you know, when you have a difficult patient, the first two things you need to remember is, one, why did you get into health care? Mm. It's the most cliche answer of all, but it's the truth. You want to help people. Um, and the second thing is hurting people hurt people. And why are they coming to an urgent care? Because they're hurt in some way. Yep. I mean, they're already in a bad position, right? Like right. they're they're in pain. They're not feeling yeah. good. Yeah, you know, I said, think about when you don't feel good. You're grumpy. You snap at people. You know, I said, so as long as they're just being grumpy, just keep smiling and do your job. I said, but now if they get personal, come get me. Mm. There you I'll go. take it from there. I love the very first thing that you said. When you're having a bad day, you're struggling through a situation, remember what got you into healthcare. I have a sign. You can't see it. Audience can't see it. But right above my head, Michael, what does that say? Remember why you started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just have to keep in the back of your mind. Now, I'm not going to get into this podcast all of my whys. But mm -hmm. the point is, is like I can look at that sign at any time and go back to the point where patient care marketing pro started mm -hmm. yeah you know greg and i have disagreements i told him in the beginning i'm not a yes woman i'll always be honest with you even if i disagree but i'll do it respectfully yes um you know but i told him i said you know ultimately as long as it doesn't affect patient care or my nursing license if even if we disagree i'd do what he told me i said but you know i'm just out to make sure the patients are cared for properly and my staff is is has everything they need you know, that's so, my job is to make sure they have everything they need to do their job at the highest level. There are all different kinds of people that listen to this podcast in the urgent care space. You have people like yourself that are in a leadership role but don't own it. You have owners that are business people like Greg, owns the American Family Care franchise. And then you have doctors who own their business. All these different caveats, different approaches to the same thing. We're trying to serve people in the in the medical space uh -huh. through urgent care clinics, right? How do you bridge the gap in your specific role? Talk to the people on the podcast that don't own it, but have a high degree of responsibility, and to them, they do own it, right? 
Like you struck well, me, Brenda. Like, like this is my clinic just as much as it is Greg's. Like right? my, my yeah. name may not be on it, right. but I am involved in every step of the way. Talk to well, that person about you bridging may the own gap. It financially, I said, but I own it every other way. Yeah, I yeah, love it when my team has that level of ownership in the things that they do in the company, and I gladly give them that ownership. By the way. That's oh, the yeah, hard that's, part. That that's what I do. tell other owners yeah. when they ask me for help. I said, first of all, you need if you hire a CA, you need to trust them to do what you've hired them to do. Right. I said, if you're questioning everything, micromanaging everything, you don't trust them, they're going to feel that, they're going to get annoyed with you, and it's just not going to be a good relationship. Right. You know, I said, you both have to learn to be honest with each other and not get mad if it's not what you want to hear. It's a business. It's not personal. It's business, you know, and I tell when I've had to fire somebody, I was like, look, personally, I like you on a personal level. We could go out to dinner after this, but this is business. Yeah. You're not up, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You've had plenty of chances and we can't do it anymore. How many chances in your mind are too many chances? I'm wondering that just myself. Well, it just depends on the person and the situation, like what kind of mistake they made. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's a significant one, that could be all it takes. Um, yeah. But if it's minor things, you know, we'll do some retraining, you know, but I don't expect the same mistake to be keep being repeating. Then we have a okay. problem. Gotcha. Um, and that's when I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but they know, too, even when I have to bring correction, I'm never... They've never seen me yell at them. They've never seen me cuss at them. The only time I cuss is if I'm telling a joke or just carrying on. There you but, go. <laughs> but I don't cuss them and office. I don't address them in any disrespectful way. I'm just like, look, you know that's not how it's supposed to be done. This is how it's supposed to be done. Now let's do it this way. And yeah. I've even well, had to do that with my providers. Well, I was going to say, so sometimes that- it's even harder because, you know, providers. In most instances, providers tend to think that they run the clinic. Oh, yeah. Uh, even if they have no financial, you know, money in the game. They think, you know, they my providers don't. I have amazing providers. But in general, I've seen that. They think they run the clinic because they're the ones bringing in the patients and the money. Right. Um, and in here, what it is, is I run the clinic. They are in charge of patient care. Right. Um, so for if they, under, if they ever understand that, though, if huh? they ever understand that, there's freedom in that. Well, and mine do. I'm very, very right. blessed with my providers. I have a PA and an NP, um, and they do. They know that. When it comes to patient care back there, I pretty much let them run the show. They do what they need to do to take care of the patients. If it comes to operational things or changes or something like that, then I step in and take control. Um, and I've had to tell, you know, there's been instances where I've had to say, sorry, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it like this um, in the discussion. And, we, I, you know, but it's cool. They may not like it, but they'll be like, okay, and we're fine. There's no, we're not like mad at each other for days or nothing like yeah. that. We go right back to carrying on. Right. Because they know if I get to that point where I have to say, all right, we've already talked about this. This is how we're going to do it, that they know. I've had enough because I don't usually say things like that. So if I have to mandate, this is how we're going to do it. They know I mean business. Right. So I I think if I could sum up your style, it's um, caring, but firm. (laughs) In a nutshell. Caring, firm, and fun. And fun. Caring, firm, and fun. 
son here. I actually got a sign. I hang over. I'm going to hang it over my office that says, "You do not have to be crazy to work here. We will train you." Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love it. That is how you wrap up an episode. Uh, so, Walkins, like, yeah, well, that's we're, how you do. we're about to hit thirty minutes, so this is a perfect little uh, ending piece right here. So, <laughs> I love it. Well, Brenda, I, I I can speak for the whole audience, and definitely on this side of the uh, of the video camera, I've enjoyed talking with you. Oh, I've enjoyed getting to know you. I love the mama bear. It's so it's so endearing, mm-hmm. and you don't just get that. Like, no, I didn't I'll give say it this way. that name at all. Yeah, right. Well, no, it's, it's again, those type of, that type of endearment is earned, not given. Oh, absolutely. Right? So, oh, yeah, my I'll friend this girl tells her daughter that I'm Grandma Mama Bear. Ah. <laughs> there you That's go. Fantastic. Well, Grandma Mama Bear. There you go. Give us one, give the audience one last, what is your favorite leadership principle that you put into play? And then we'll take it out from there. Um, just honestly, it's treat your people how you would want to be treated. When I was a nurse, the biggest things for me were, I never heard from my managers unless I made a mistake. I never heard, thank Mm -hmm. you. I never heard, I appreciate that. I never heard, hey, I saw that you went above and beyond for that patient. Thank you. You know, there was never any of that. And then, like I said, you know, patients could cuss you, whatever. And, you know, they didn't care. They were just like, don't just shake it off. They paid their bill. And, you know... I don't agree with that at all. Right. Um, you have to you have to give them what you want to see. If you want to see them work hard, you have to make sure they know they are appreciated. My staff can come in. Sometimes they'll see a thank you card on their desk or maybe a Starbucks gift card. You know, just something small. It's not a lot, but it's it lets them know that I see them and that I recognize their value here. And they know, like I said, when I went and cleaned up five shitty bathrooms. You know, that I respect them, you know, enough to let them do their job and I'll go take care of the crap, literally. So, (laughs) this episode brought to you by the color brown. There you go. (laughs) What can can brown do for you? (laughs) Brenda. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Uh, We've had Greg, who is the owner of your particular urgent care on in the past. And if I knew nothing else about you, I know what he said about you. And that speaks volumes. We're so proud to know you. So proud to have you on the podcast. Totally worth listening to. I'm proud to to be doing what I'm doing and not only serving my community, but also my team. There you go. That's my job as a leader is, you know, I'm not supposed to know everything. I hire the best at what they do and let them do it. Don't be the smartest person in the room, right? That's right. Don't don't crush that. (laughs) All right. right. Thank you, Brenda, for coming on. Thank you, audience, for listening in today. It's one of my more favorite episodes. Thank you, everyone, for allowing me to spread a little bit of my mama bear love. There you (laughs) go, the mama bear love for sure. I love it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a great week. See ya. Bye, everyone.